Tonight we're going to talk about next level family. Next level family. I guarantee you that in this room, we have all sorts of different types of families. And I guarantee you that in this room, we have all sorts of different kinds of family drama. Can I get an amen? And I bet that in, in, in some sort of circumstances within here, you've caused some of that drama. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Y'all are like, no, I'm perfect. <clears throat> but the reality is, is that we all have different kinds of families, and, and God loves this idea of family. He, he loves it so much that he put something very intentional into the Big Ten. You guys know what the Big Ten is? It's not a conference where you play basketball and football. Well, it is. Well, now they have like 16 teams instead of 10, which is weird. But who knows what the Big Ten are? The Ten Commandments. So way back in the day, these people, the, the nation of Israel, they were in Egyptian slavery. Is slavery a good thing? Not, not really an awesome thing. So God decided that he was going to free these people from Egyptian slavery. These people who are told when to eat, when to get up, when to drink, when to squat, if you know what I mean, when to do their life. Like they were literally told you had to be here then, you had to be here then, and, and they were ruled as people. And so when God released them from slavery, when he, when he freed them from slavery, these people had no idea how to live. Because every, everything that they had done up to that point was told to them day in and day out, this is what you do. And so as a free people, God gave them the big ten, the ten commandments to kind of give them uh, guard guardrails and some some guidelines to to live by because a free people if you don't have like some boundaries and some guidelines chaos happens you know what i'm saying well one of the top five i shouldn't say top five they're all good they're all awesome did you know that the ten commandments i'll sum them up for you right now the first four ten commandments are about loving god did you know this easy. You can go home and tell all your friends, I know what the first four commandments are about. The first four commandments are about loving God. The last six commandments are about what? Loving people. And the cool thing is that like thousands and thousands of years later, this guy named Jesus entered the scene. He sa it says that he was God, put on flesh, and walked among us. And Jesus said that the greatest commandments are these. He didn't, he didn't recite the top ten. He recited the top commandment is to love God and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so when he said that, he was mimicking what God said thousands of years before to the people of his day. Isn't that crazy? He was either really smart or he was God. Because you know what? They didn't have pens and paper and all that kind of stuff to write stuff down at that time. They may have written stuff on caves etched stuff on cave walls. I don't even know. They did write stuff down eventually, but at that point in time, they didn't have a ton of people who knew what was going on. So it's a pretty cool deal. Does anyone know what number five is? Number five is honor your father and mother. Right after that, it says, so that. Honor your father and mother, so that. When, the, when God says something, for you to do, or he, he says something for me to do, when he says something like, so that, 
there's probably something really good that's about to come. You know what I'm saying? So honor your father and mother so that, do you know what he says? You will live a long life in the land that God has given to you. I don't know about you guys. I would love to live a long life. Did you know, and you probably don't, but I'm telling you now, the Ten Commandments, there's only one commandment in all ten that has a promise attached to it. You see, the first four that talk about loving God, they just talk about loving God and their commandments are saying, this is how you would love God. The other, you know, the other six, well, there's five right in the middle, and then there's the other, what was it, four after that? Is that right? Five after that? I don't, I, I'm not a mathematician. Anyways, the ones after that, it's a commandment and says, this is how you love people. It says stuff like, do not murder. You guys got this down? That's a pretty good idea, not to murder people. It says, do not steal. It says, do not covet. This idea of number five is love your father and mother so that you will live a long life. That is a promise from the God of the universe who created all things, who made all things come into place. He is telling you and he is telling me that if you honor your father and mother, you will live a long life. And I don't know about you, but I want some of that. I want to live a long life. And God says, here's how you do it. Here's what's crazy to me. Did you know that that commandment applies to me? It doesn't just apply to you because you're students. It, it applies to me because I, I have parents. I, I have a mother and father. And, and some of these adult leaders, like, they have mothers and fathers that God is telling them also, honor your father and mother and you will live a long life in this land that I've given you. So let me ask you a question. Because I, I bet some of you are wondering right now, what if... My mother and father is not honorable. What if my father and mother is straight jacked up? Maybe my father is, maybe my mother is, maybe they both are, maybe I don't have any. What then? You see, God doesn't tell you and me, he doesn't, he doesn't tell us that our circumstances are going to be perfect. He, he doesn't say that that everything is going to be absolutely lined up perfectly the way we want it to. But when he tells you, like he tells me, to honor my father and mother, we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make either to, to try to do that or not. Like, it's, it's really that simple. It's not, you know, well, so-and-so's parents are just freaking amazing. And so they, I, would, I would totally honor them. But I have these, these parents. What do, I, what do I do with these parents? Or what do I do with this mother? Or what do I do with this father? And what I truly believe is, and what I truly believe for this, this gathering, and what I believe for, for you, and what I believe for your parents, is that one of the greatest gifts that God gives you is to try and see God in other people, regardless of their flaws. See, but God said he created mankind in his image. Did you know this? He created us in his image, and he is a good and perfect and awesome being. And sure, we're jacked up, and, and, and we, have, we have problems, we have stuff to deal with, and so do your parents. Your parents are not perfect. You know this? You're not perf they're not perfect. Those of, those of you who are parents, or those of you who, who have parents or who are trying really hard, a lot of them are trying really hard, and you make it difficult for them. You know what I'm saying? 
Is that true? I know it's true for me. I still make it difficult for my parents. Did you know that I have a three-day rule with my parents? I hope my parents are not listening online when I post this next week. I have a three-day rule with my parents. I cannot be around my parents for more than three days at a time. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I've tried to do it, and I just go crazy. But, you know what? During those three days, during the, and it took me a long time to get to this place, my parents have been amazing. They've supported me. I'm adopted. I don't know if you know this. I was adopted when I was a baby. I've had the most supportive, loving parents you could ever imagine. They're, they're idiots, just like I am. But they've done amazing things for me. And, and every time I see them, I have an outpouring of love for them and, and gratitude for them because they have worked really hard to help me become the person I am today. Was I perfect back then? Heck no. If you go back into time and ask them what kind of middle school or high school I am, they'd be like, well, let me tell you about his childhood. But this, this idea of honoring your father and mother is a choice that you and I can make to, to look inside and find something special, something godly, something honorable that there is within them. You know this? Because I, I, I know that some of you are, are, are jacked up as much as I am, which is pretty jacked up. And I know that if I search deep enough, there's something inside of you that is awesome. And it's because God put it there. And so part of this idea of honoring your father and mother is finding that thing to respect and to honor and to lift them up and, and, and proclaim to them and encourage them in that. So in our small groups, in a little bit, you're going to go into your small groups. We're going to do it a little bit differently tonight, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But you're going to have an opportunity to talk about ways in which and brainstorm ways in which you can honor your father and mother. Here's another thing. How many of y'all have siblings? How jacked up are they? Next level family. Next level family. What if... What if you became, what if you, what, if you, what if you began to see a model of Jesus in your life who, who literally gave his entire life for you to the point of death, to, he gave his whole life for you? What if you began to see an opportunity to live that way towards your siblings? What if it wasn't, I, this is the hardest thing I'll ever ask you to do, what if you considered doing something for them to raise them up and leaving some of yourself behind? Or, 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 do, you, or do you just want to propel yourself forward? Do you, do you want to just throw them to the side and kick them to the curb and, and elevate yourself above your siblings? I fought with my brother. I can't even tell you. I love my brother to death. He's one of my best friends to this day. I moved, I literally moved to Michigan to be closer to my brother and his family. Now that idiot's moving to North Carolina. Unbelievable. Anyways, I love him to death. He's a great dude. When I was a, when I was a freshman in high school, my brother, my brother went to college when I was a freshman, and he was a college football player, and he's actually a really big dude. He played linebacker in college, so you'd think he'd be able to whoop me, but I'm pretty scrappy. He came home for Christmas break, and I was a freshman in high school, because so some of you can relate. You're idiots when you're a freshman in high school, right? 
Does, has anyone ever heard of the game Super Tech Mobile on Nintendo? No, nothing? Parker, come on. Google, Google it. This was like the, the best football game ever. Like if you had Bo Jackson, you scored a touchdown every time. If you had Jerry, you guys don't even know who these guys are. My goodness. Anyway, so my brother comes home from college break, and he decides he's, they have these seasons. You know, you can set up a season, and you can play with a certain team. He was playing through a season. It's Christmas Eve day, and him and my brother and my mom went last-minute Christmas shopping, and I was bored, and so I thought, I'm just going to start playing my brother's season on Super Tech Mobile. So he's like halfway through the season, I start playing, he comes home, and he's just like, can you imagine? Have you, has this ever happened to you? Your little brother is just being the biggest idiot ever, just thinks he owns everything and can do whatever he wants. My brother and I threw down. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even joking. I, my brother straight up, like, lost it. And... He's pretty, he's okay on his feet, but if I get him to the ground, it's over. And I have, I don't know if you notice this, but I have tree trunks for legs. So to get me down on the ground or to like do anything to get me down on the ground, it's very difficult. Because I, these are like sequoias. <laughs> it's not a good thing. Matter of fact, I'm going to Mexico next week and none of my shorts fit. So it's a whole nother problem. But anyway, so my brother and I are having, we're, we're going to fisticuffs, right? We're about, to, we're about to throw, no, we weren't about to throw down. We are throwing down. And my mom's off to the side just sobbing because her, her son who came back from college is trying to wail on his freshman brother. And my brother ended up with a black eye and is bleeding out of his lip. And I'm like, shouldn't have tried to fight me. <laughs> Sorry. The, the point of that story is this. My brother and I are literally best friends. I love my brother to death. I moved to Michigan to be closer to my brother and his family. We had it out from time to time. I was an idiot. I shouldn't have played the game. It was his game. It was his season. I took over. I, I was an idiot. And it became something bigger and, and, and so much worse than it could have been. But you see, we have little choices like that that allow us to be next level family or next level idiots. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't develop a great relationship with your siblings. If you have great relationships with your siblings, I am so happy for you. Because my brother stood up for me time and time and time and time and time again as his little brother idiot to all of his friends. And I will never forget that because he stood up for me as, as his little brother. If you're a big brother or a big sister, stand up for your little brothers or your little sisters. You got that? Are we good? Can we do that? In your small groups, you're going to talk about ways to do that. Here's another question, and this is how I'm going to finish. In Psalm 68, I believe, God says that he is father to the fatherless. If, if you don't have a father, or if you don't have a mother or a, a family member, I'm actually going to look this verse up because this is awesome stuff. Psalm 68, starting in verse 4. It says this, his name is the Lord. Rejoice in his presence. He is father to the fatherless, defender of widows. This is God, whose dwelling is holy, meaning his, his place, his family. 
God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free, and he gives them joy. Do you know how cool that is? Literally, the, the, the being who created everything, who created the moon and the stars, the oceans and the earth, the being that created every single thing that's existence, the greatest thing he ever created was you and me. And, and, and he says that he is the father to the fatherless. He's also the father to the people who have fathers. And, and the cool thing about this idea is that we can look, we can look and grow in a relationship with God as, as a father, and we can begin to see things in him that our parents aren't, but it's okay because he is. Does that make sense? And so even when our parents become dishonorable, or even when our siblings become dishonorable, the person who will never be that is God himself. And so this idea of next level family, it, it starts with, with him. It, it starts with the fact that he is the most loving being ever. You know it says that God is love? He is love. It, it's not God chooses to love in this way. You know, I, I go around and I say, well, I, I love cream soda, Shasta cream soda. I haven't had that in years, are you kidding me? I love it. I love dancing. I love this whole thing. When you guys dance, I'm not a good dancer, but I love it. Did you know that when I say stuff like that, it does not even, it doesn't even come close to who God is as love. God is love. He doesn't love. He is love. He's the definition of it. And he even says later in 1 John, he says, we can love, we can learn how to love, we can become love. We can love because he what? He first loved us. He is the perfect example of love. And so if we want to be a next, if we want to have a next level family, if we want to become a next level brother, a next level sister, a next level son or daughter, it starts with, with knowing God and his love for you and also living out the kind of love that he has for people. Remember those big ten? Love God and love people. Sandwiched right in the middle is the family. Isn't that crazy? The family. 